0: Sixty million babies a year across the world. Sixty million babies across the world are aborted a year. And if you tr- if you do the math on that, it's in the billions. It's close to a billion dollars. I did, I did our billion babies. I did the math. It's up close to a billion babies that have been aborted just since uh, Roe versus Wade. So. Keep that in mind, tonight's offering, 100% going for pro-life. So Grace, can you come down? We're going to take up an offering for our church. Father, I thank you, Lord, and praise you for today's service. And Lord God, I thank you and praise you for each person here and all the hard work they've put in. To helping us, helping the ministry, Lord God, in helping us to keep the ministry going and their finances, Lord God. You know how important that is, just to keep the lights on, pay the taxes, and keep the heat going, Lord Jesus. And Lord, you know our hearts, Lord. We want to serve you, and we want to give back to you, Lord God, what you've given to us. And Lord, you've given so much to us, we can never outgive, Lord God, you. Lord Jesus, and all you've done. And Father, I thank you and praise you for this time of year. I pray that you will bless each person here. Lord God, let our minds be focused on Jesus through this holiday season. Let our minds be on the Lord. And I just pray this, and I just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this week we're going to celebrate... The birth of Jesus on this earth born in a manger I think about it and the more I think of it I am just amazed I am amazed to think that Jesus God became man became flesh and he Dwelt with us for thirty-three years, so give or soul. And I'm amazed to think that he did that for us. And I'm also more amazed to think about the whole thing and to think where was the church? <laughs> where was the church when Jesus was born? Think about it. Where were the representatives of the church? The temple, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Where were they when Jesus was born? You know, they had the word, didn't they? They had the prophecies. They're supposed to be Studying the word, right? Knowing it. Didn't they see the star? Didn't they know what Isaiah said? In Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son And we'll call him Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? God with us. Couldn't they put the two to two together? When they saw the sign? In the sky? It still baffles me. These were scholars that have dedicated their lives to studying the word of God. They were scholars. They were high priests. In today's day, they would be priests. They would be pastors, bishops, evangelists, leaders of the church. And it makes me think did they not know? Did they not see the star? Did they not understand the scriptures? You know, I wonder what was going on through their mind at that time. Or did they see the star and dismiss it? Did they read the signs and say, no, that mustn't have been from God? Or were they just too busy in their lives? Were they too wrapped up in their day-to-day that they did not want to take time to see this miracle that was taking place? It still amazes me. And I think, what were they doing? It amazes me That the wise men, the magi, were the only ones that really knew what was going on. Now the magi were wise men. They were versed in scripture. They were very smart, highly intellectual people. Studying scripture, stuttering words, stuttering religions. It didn't say they were Jews Or Christians, or Hebrews, even. They weren't leaders of the church. They didn't, I'm sure they probably knew the scriptures and the prophecies. They probably studied the prophecies. But it amazes me that the Magi were the only ones that were looking. The only ones. That were looking for this miracle. They're the only ones that sent out on a journey to follow this star because they knew. They knew the God of all creation, the King of the Jews. Actually, they knew the King of Kings and Lord of Lords was on this earth in the flesh and was born a child. They knew it. Nobody else knew it, but they knew it because they devoted themselves to studying. When the high priest and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all of them, they should have known it. And they and they and I believe they knew it, but they just didn't believe it. But the Madisees, the Magi, excuse me, says in Matthew chapter two, it says they followed the star. And when they came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one? Who has been born king of the Jews? We saw a star in the east, they said, and we have come to worship him. It amazes me that the Pharisees and Sadducees didn't see this miracle sign in the heavens and know in their heart that God is here on this earth. At this very moment, he has been born from a virgin because they had the scriptures. They had the prophecies of Isaiah. They even knew when they told King Herod where he was going to be born in Bethlehem. They knew where he was going to be, but when they saw the star, they just ignored it. But the Magi did not. The Word tells us that when King Herod heard of this, when the Magi came to King Herod and he heard of what they were looking for and who they were looking for, it said in the Word that King Herod was disturbed. He was disturbed. He's like, And I can imagine, like, where are my priests? Where are my Pharisees and my Sadducees? I think there's many reasons why Herod was disturbed but it's like I think that he felt embarrassed for one because he didn't know and here's the king of the Jews King Herod at the time why didn't my Pharisee I bet you he got I bet you I bet you he got on the phone and he said why didn't you tell me that there was going to be a virgin birth? Where am I? Where's the high priest? Why didn't you tell me that the king of the Jews, that God was coming down in the flesh to be born, and he's going to be king of the Jews? I'm going to tell you right now, King Herod was probably saying, there is no other king but me. And you know he did that. Because what did he try to do? He tried to trick the Magi, didn't he? The wise men, he tried to trick them. And he tried to tell him. he goes, when you find, when you find this child, you come back and report to me so that I can go and worship him. Well, we all know the story. That's not what happened. We all know the story that Herod sent out his army to go and kill every child, male child in Bethlehem for from a certain age and instead a cry came out of bethlehem like none other as they could hear the wailing of the mothers and the fathers as their children were being slaughtered think of this they were being slaughtered by their own people their own people were killing their own children it's terrible Says, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine that day. Every time I think of this story of the Magi. Every time I see it, we're going to play a video of it. I kind of get a little choked up about it. When, when uh, your grandma showed me this video a couple weeks ago, I actually was like crying in this, vi- in this little video clip because it portrays such a good visual of how the Magi felt. But I also I can't help but also think of the parallel that we're living in right now in today's day and age. The parallel of the time when Jesus was born. Think about this. God is coming back. He has given us many signs. Many signs. And I'm afraid that most of us have gotten too invested in this world. We've gotten too invested in this world. We've got wrapped up in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. That we're not seeing the signs. That we're going to miss the signs of Jesus' return. Where are you going to be and what are you going to be doing when Jesus comes back? Are you going to be looking for him like the Magi? Or are we going to be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees? And be surprised. And be shocked. I think of that... And I think of the parallel that we're living today. And it frightens me. Because if a lot of us out here in our own little family and group. Are so invested into the world. That we don't want to let it go. It's sad. And we're going to miss it. And we'll miss the return. We're not going to miss this return because Jesus said that every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. But I don't want us to be too wrapped up and too busy. And I'm just not preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. I don't want to be too wrapped up and too busy in the world and too invested in the world that when Jesus comes back, I can't let it go. Because it doesn't matter, we're going to have to let it go sooner or later. In our lives, the most important thing we can do is hear God's voice and obey it. And follow Him. And be seeking Him every day of our lives. Be seeking God. Because His return is imminent. It's close. It's close. I want to believe like we're going to be like these magi. That are seeking God when they see the star, they're gonna see it and follow it. You know, it's it's funny, we got a star that's supposed to make its appearance here on the twenty first, the first time in a thousand twenty-six years. Pretty amazing. I don't know the sign of that, I don't know the details of it, but I know that it's they're calling it a Christmas Christmas star. I don't want you to be caught off guard. That's all. I love each one of you, every one of you, very dearly. And the last thing I want to see is for us to be caught off guard and be surprised by Jesus' return. That's why we need to be ready, because it's going to happen in a blink of an eye. You don't want to be like King Herod or the Pharisees and Sadducees and say, where was I? What was I doing? What was I thinking? I saw all the signs too, but I ignored them. I put them all off. Because I just thought, oh, well, that's not, that's not. You know, Jesus has been coming for a long time. Right? Everybody says that Jesus has been coming for a long time. That's what everybody says. When I talk to people, they say, oh, you're all doom and gloom pastor. No, I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah, Jesus has been coming a long time and he can come in any minute. Any day now, all the prophecies have been fulfilled for his return. Pretty much. They're working on the temple. Now that's going to, they're going to start that temple project soon. It could be any moment. That's not the mentality you want to have, let me tell you. Oh, Jesus could be coming. He's been coming for a long time. They've been preaching that for a hundred years. They've been preaching that Jesus has been coming for a long time, for 2,000 years. The point is, it doesn't matter. It could be another hundred years or a thousand years off. The point is, is that you just need to be ready when Jesus does come. That's the point. The point is that you should be living your lives like Jesus is coming today. That's how we should be living our lives every day. We should be expecting Jesus to return. All the prophecies have been fulfilled, the signs are being shown in the heavens. The earth is quaking and shaking, the heavens are shaking. Everything is happening all at once. It's not all oh, one event here, three years later, another event here. No, there's all events going across the globe right now where the earth is in birth pains. And that's where I believe we are as a church in the birth pains. We're in the birth pains where everything is starting to happen at once, and that's what the word says to us. When you start to see all these things happen at the same time, that's what Jesus was saying. Look up, because your redemption draweth nigh. His return is soon. But in my spirit, I want to be looking for the man. I want to be looking for Jesus' return. But I know in my flesh... My flesh is like, oh, he's going to, another five years. Another four, Trump, if Trump wins again, we'll get another four more years. I'm going to tell you, what did I preach on a few weeks ago? Don't put your trust in man. Trust in God. A lot of people put their trust in Trump. Trump is a man. You need to put your trust in God. And pray for our leaders. We need to pray for our leaders. Amen? Amen. Because Christ is returning. He's coming. He's coming. He's going to make His presence known on this world once again. And this time He's not coming as a baby, as a lamb led to slaughter. He's coming back as a king and king and a sword that comes out of His mouth. And it says that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That's for the saved and unsaved. When God says every, he means every single knee will know that that is the Lord, the God of creation. And all those naysayers out there that says Jesus has been coming, it's going to be too late. Oh, he's been coming for a long time. Let's go and do this and party and go drink and have fun and and just, and just have a good old merry old time, because I'll have time to repent. I'll have time to get my life right with God. Oh, just one more time! I'm going to do this one more time. Just one more, one more thrill. Well, the thrill is going to be gone. At least that's what BB King said. The thrill is gone. You ever hear that song? Yep. I don't know. I like the blues. I like the blues. But, anyways, yep, that's what happens. One more thrill. Well, that thrill doesn't do you any good. You got to get another one. And you keep saying it over and over again. Until all of a sudden, God steps in and says, No more thrills for you, buddy. The only thrill that's real is me, is Jesus is the Lord. The King of Kings. The only thing that's real is me. A relationship with me. All other sound all other ground is sinking sand. Amen. Amen. I want to be like the Magi. I want to be looking and seeking the revival of Jesus. Or the return of Jesus. I want to see the church on fire. I want to see us changed by the Holy Spirit. Working in among us. That when something tempting comes along, you're going to say, No devil, get thee behind me, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Amen? I want to see each one of us stand in our ground on faith. Firm, solid. Not wavering to and fro by every wind of doctrine, or by what our friends are doing, or the next great thing, or the next great game, or whatever. Whatever's out there that that just takes all of your time, attention, and grasp your imagination. Because I'm going to tell you, a life without God is no life at all. Because you'll always be seeking for something else you always be seeking for the next great thing and nothing will satisfy. The only thing that truly satisfies is drinking from the living water of that flows from the throne of God. The only thing that satisfies, and Jesus said it himself. I want us, uh, if we can get the kids all out here now, I want to play this video. And I want you to just think of the response that these magi had. And I want you to just, it's so real in this video and it touched my heart. It made me weep. It made me weep. It made me think to myself, what if I saw Jesus? What if you saw Jesus face to face? How would you react? Because some one of these days we're going to see Jesus. And he's either going to say, "Well done," or, or "Get thee behind me, I never knew you." But this is so powerful because you can see the emotions just pouring out. On these, on this, on these men, these magi, and they don't even have to say a word. Go ahead, Joe. Everybody out here? Is everybody out here? All right. And I can't even speak. Jesus is coming back in the clouds with all the angels. That's right. Amen. He's coming back with all the angels. Amen. And we'll see him. So let's just bow our heads and I'll close with that. (laughs) Jackson will close us with that. We'll pray. We'll get you guys dismissed and we uh, remember to come back at five if you can for practice and seven o'clock for the service. Father, I just thank you, Lord, and praise you for this day. Lord God, and Still just filled with emotions of, of just seeing this little video clip of these actors portraying the birth of Jesus and the Magi so perfectly. Lord God, and I just pray, Lord God, that, Lord, through this time that we would be focused on you like the Magi were focused on you. Lord God, and if they were seeking you, seeking the miracle, the Savior of the world. Lord, we know you're coming back. Lord Jesus, I pray that we be seeking you. I pray that for each one of us, and I just pray your blessings upon us as we come into a new season. Another year has gone by already, Lord God, and we got a new year coming. Lord Jesus, I just pray that each one of us here is ready for your return, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, your blessings. Over this day. In this service. And I pray your blessings over tonight's service. Lord God I just pray for your anointing. Lord God on it. And I just thank you for each person here. In Jesus name. Amen.